wise, compassionate, and specific. I never get two of the three. I might get specific and like overbearing and stupid. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode Triple Deuce. Triple Deuce. 222. A lot of twos. Too many twos to count. I'm a little out of breath. What'd you do? I ran downstairs to get more wine. You know what season it is? On Solo season? <laughs> yes, but it's also... Ooh, look, we just got another mail as we say. Oh, no, there's three of them. Um, uh, brown sugar season from Lagunitas, and I love it. Oh. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. It's delicious. And, yeah, I'm always excited when I see it on the shelves in my loker, local uh, packy. Local liquor. You know what else <sighs> season it is? Come on. Come on. Don't, so, don't get this so wrong. Sad. Don't get this wrong. I don't... Pumpkin spice. You know what starts tonight? Mm. Oh, baseball. Super series, yeah. The World I Bowl. Knew, I knew this. I knew yeah. this. Super series. I almost didn't know it, and then I'm like, oh wait. And I looked up the schedule today while I was at work. Yeah. And there's a game tonight and tomorrow night, and the next the schedule's easy. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think it's two on, three off, right? Ooh, Red Sox strike first in fall classic. Except by now by Friday, uh, it's going to be like three games in or whatever, two, three. Oh, no, it'll be two games in. All right. So what do you want to talk classic? about? We got three is males this, we got to get through. Uh, is this not the World Series? It's the World Series. Yeah, I'm just making fun. Oh. I'm doing sports ball stuff, calling it the, just, you know, the World Bowl or the Super Series. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Isn't it kind of late? Uh, it's, this is when it is. It's October. Isn't baseball like a springtime sport? <laughs> it's very, very long. Yes. It's a lot okay. of the detractors say it's too long. And, you know, the, the, the ridiculous part is here. The game started at 8.09 p.m. Eastern time. Like, I give know, me a I break. Know. Even, okay, even Friday, Boston at Dodgers, 8.09 p.m. Yeah, so they're playing a game every day. Which So baseball plays a lot of games. And Monday, I mean, they don't get like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think, and then back and the day off, and then right. So they get one little day off. Is it for travel? Maybe. I mean, they gotta they gotta do this game tonight, and then go to bed, get their day done tomorrow. You know, wake up, sleep in, whatever they need to do. That's that's a lot of hard work. I'm you know, give it to them there. Do they earn their money? I don't know, but <clears throat> it's a lot of hard work. It's not like football. It's like once a week, but you get a bit crushed playing football, and then they practice. So I, I doubt they're gonna have a lot of practices. Maybe. For the baseball game? No, the hay is in the barn, as it were. Right. Uh, The the hay is in the barn. (laughs) Is that... It's like a running thing you say when, you know, training is over. Like, we're done practicing. This is just... Right. That it was kind of, you close the barn doors after the horses have already left. No, that's a different expression. The hay is in the barn. You're done. You've done... Your preparation is done. You're ready to make it through winter. I I get it. Yeah. Because that's why you put the hay in the barn. Mm Mm-hmm. Not for feeding yourself. No. I don't eat hay. At least I don't. (laughs) (laughs) The animals. I only have the one stuff. Although it's 40 degrees right now in Fenway Park. 42 degrees, something like that. So it's uh, chilly. Oh, we had a big lightning storm come through, too. Oh, my gosh. uh, I left work a little early just to to avoid it, to be honest. Oh, really? See, I I was watching the weather all afternoon because my daughter had soccer practice. And Mm -hmm. uh, we get out to the field and, you know, it's like, all right, cool. We're like five minutes in. A big peal of thunder. I'm like, wait, was that thunder or was that Devin's? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, nah, that was Devin's. <laughs> like two minutes late. Cause Fort Devin's is not too far away. And when they do right. fire off the mortars, it sounds like thunder sometimes. They and, blow uh, some stuff up. Sometimes yeah. they'll announce it. Live rounds. Yeah. You go on the box. Yeah, they'll tell the whole state Twitter feed. Like, yeah. We're, we're, we're exploding ordinance and things like that. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Oh, what is this garbage? It's supposed to rain on Saturday. Grace is a soccer game. Uh, oh, the Super Bowl. Um, I, you know, I do have something. I have something big to talk about. Something real big. Okay. Real. It's big. It's, it's big time big. I mean, this is, I'm, you know. I'm not going to bite. <clears throat> uh, do you want to hazard a guess as to what it is? What's the word when you can hold two conflicting uh, concepts in your mind at the same time? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jurisprudence? No. no. What? Jurisprudence? <laughs> I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's everyone's screaming at the radio about this. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, look it up. Um, so I have that problem. Okay. Here's the, This has evolved over the last few days. So I'm in a town. I live in a town. I have a little bit of town pride. Oh, no. But it's, it's town it, pride is, is dangerous. I know. It's like what it's makes national, your town any better? Yeah, then it becomes nationalism, nationalism and the then, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of a community thing, let's say. All right, community. I like the community, I'd like to foster the community and keep it healthy. Um, there's a backstory to this, and I, I, I this is more of my justification. I don't want to lead with the justification. Okay, so I hear gossip that my son's friend. Whoa, wait a second, time out. What I just typed in hold two. In the Google search, and opposing thoughts comes up. And the word you might be looking for is cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. yeah that's the, theor- the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time so, and still yeah, retain I mean, step, the ability to function. Step one is I'm a genius. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> but here are my two opposing thoughts. And it's a little long-winded. I'll try to make it quick. I hear gossip that one of my son's friends, good friends, is... um going to not be going to school with him next year. And it was, well, what's going on? What do you mean? How can he just not go to school? Where is he going to go? Oh, well, there's a charter school. Oh. There's a fancy pants charter school in Massachusetts that's apparently ranked like number two in the nation or some nonsense. It's got a very high ranking, academically speaking. Okay. And my first cognitive dissonant thought is... I don't like these things because it takes money away from the public schools. If you send your kid there, your town pays the charter school, right? Right. And sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's whatever, it's some equal amount. But either way, you're taken away from your community. And, okay, so you're taking money away, but you're also subtracting a child. So does that smooth out? Well, it doesn't smooth out so well in a town that's small, for sure. Why You say no. Why do you say no? Because, uh, well, I cheated a little bit. I just Googled what a charter school was. So (laughs) it doesn't smooth out because the the public funding is going to – well, here, the definition of a charter school, for those that weren't aware, as I was not, I'd heard of them, but I never really knew, says a charter school is a school that receives government funding but operates – sorry – the buzzing, so, but operates independently of the established state school system in, right. in which it's located. Charter schools are another example of public asset private, privatization. So, so it doesn't smooth out because you're spending public funds, but you're not uh, the, the, you're not uh, managing the asset as as it were a student in this case 
in, under the same guidelines that the publish. Well, no, of course not. No, right. not the same guidelines. That's the interesting part is they don't have to follow the same rules. Right. So one of the big restrictions that they don't have is they can take private funding. So in addition to the public funding, they can, right. they can take private funding, which right. is interesting. However, the student, you know, the student that would have otherwise gone to the public school is not there anymore. So can you subtract the funding from that school and carry it with the student? Like, why doesn't that equal out? I don't know. So I don't like them for reasons well, that I've... Course, for, wait, I mean, what do you mean subtract the funding for the... So if your child doesn't yeah. go to the public school and you send them to a charter school, the school doesn't have to educate your child, but they also don't receive the money that you would be paying the school for them to go there. So just ballpark figure here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let's say it costs $10,000 per, per student, which I, I have yep. no, I have literally no clue what number this should be. I, yeah, I don't, I think it's like five actually. Okay. So let's go with 10 because it's round. Um, <laughs> so if the, if the $10,000 is going to go now, instead of going to the Maynard public school district, that $10,000 is now going to this charter school, right? Right. Right. Right, and so you, the, the, I would say that it does not cost the public school ten thousand dollars to educate that child. I would guess so as well. I think it's a uh, because of what is that not, when you call it when you have a group of things and it costs less. Per, well, bad, and it's not so linear because you, you don't yeah, right, you don't pay linear. ten grand out of pocket taxes that year for your child to go to school. It's it's kind of lumped together with everyone else's taxes. So in reality. The community's taxes are paying to send your child to a school that's not in the community. Right. So that funding could go towards more than just educating your child. It could go towards building the building that's going to school other kids in the future that are not in your community. Exactly. Okay. So this is these are all along the lines why I'm against it. Then, okay. So why are you for it? I started looking at the school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. And they have all these academic excellence things going for them. In addition, they wear uniforms, which I really – I'm a big fan of uniforms for reasons we can get into. <laughs> Hilarious, but go on. <laughs> I just like the idea of uniforms. They got all these – they have a cell phone policy, and it was pretty – I watched the video on the cell phone policy, which was hilarious. Basically, it was like you can have your cell phone in your pocket, but it has to be turned off. You cannot use it at all during the school day ever, like in the bathrooms, anywhere. Okay. It can't be sticking out of your pocket in a way that is visible. So like okay. no back – no back pocket where it's half out kind of thing. It was very detailed on this whole cell phone policy. And okay. This sounds very authoritarian, and it is, right? But the reason, at some level, I like that when you're when you're looking at these sort of when these lower education grades. And the reason I like these things has a lot to do with you guessed it, soccer. <laughs> Wait, I did. What? No, you, you didn't. Other people. I know, I know I didn't. But what? What? It's just it was a figure of speech. Was, I know so, that, but why would we make that guess? <laughs> well, here's how it relates, and I was talking to one of my other parent friends about this. Is when the better example is when we did the Lego Robotics Club, right? I invited a bunch of kids, a bunch of them, and they all came the first couple of days, and we were not very productive because. Not all of the kids were as engaged. Some of them just got distracted very easily and wanted to play. Let's go play this. Let's go play that. And I kept having to drag them in. No, we're doing this robotic stuff. Let's stick to this curriculum. We're following this. We're doing this right now. Uh, You know, and they just drifted off. Mm -hmm. Well, eventually they stopped showing up. And guess what happened? 
you got more focused. We were way more focused. We accomplished so much in mm-hmm. so little time. And the kids had a great time. The two that were left. Two. The night of two is this. Same thing happens with soccer. Last night, yeah. I got a message that uh, to the two kids who are the most disruptive couldn't make it. Twilla girl on Hillcrest couldn't make it to soccer last night? <laughs> we had we have a Hillcrest. <laughs> Wait, we, you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me guess. That's the guy going to the charter school. Oh, Don't you said answer. Hillcrest was his name. No, we have a Hillcrest Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought well, you Hillcrest said on Hillcrest. Is, Hillcrest Chesterfield is the... Uh, <laughs> Chesterfield. It's like the guy from... Anyways, go on. And and yeah. we had, you know, one of the smoothest practices we've had all season, right? Mm-hmm. Everything moved nice. It was like a well-oiled machine. Everyone's learning stuff, not just learning how to act like a goofball because these yeah. kids are distracting them, right? Because that's what they learn otherwise. They learn how to act like morons when the morons are there distracting them. Yeah. And so here's my dilemma, right? Okay, so if... I were to send my kids to a charter, to this charter school in particular, I would be doing it to get them away from those distractive kids. I would be doing it to get them into a more focused environment of kids who are have parents that are engaged and interested in their education and all that kind of stuff. And you could make the argument, well, why don't you just go to your schools and do these? Well, I do. I go to the PTO meetings, I go to the curriculum night, and I listen to all these parents making excuses for why their kids can't do these things and they need more time and they need more leeway. And here's their giant cell phone that they're carrying around with them in the hallways. This has to do with the cell phone policy. And they're always distracting themselves all day long with. And the parents aren't doing anything about it. And these kids that come to soccer practice who are distracting the team all through practice, and the parents know it, but they don't fix it, right? And so, okay, who does? And it's, it's like the Lego robotics thing. Those kids could have been more focused. I tried to get them more engaged. But how much of that can I do as not their parent? How much of this really falls on the parents? And of course, there's going to be a sliding scale of things. But should I be looking out for my own kids' best interest in moving them to a place that would be better specifically for them? It feels selfish. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's a, a blow to my own community if we were to do well, it. Well, okay, okay. You're touching on something. I want to get back to it. Go on. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's my whole. So, all right. So, th- with these type of things, I tend to look at – I, I tend to take the the, tra- the trajectory, trajectory, even though I can't say the word, trajectory yeah. of what would happen, right? Of what where this would go. Where would it go? So, you got Johnny that's going to go to the charter school. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now, you're like, ah, you know, that's a good idea. I'm going to look into it a little bit. I read up on it. Wow, it's a really good school. Can make it work. He can't walk to school, but we'll, we'll get in the car and make it worth it. <laughs> There's <laughs> dig, a bus. Dig, dig. All right. Uh, I don't want to get he distracted. Can, he can let's walk not, to the bus. Let's not distract it. Okay, no, good. Okay, the pu- bus, public transit. Okay, great. Good. I'm glad you looked at that. I don't want to get derailed. It's, it's I shouldn't two have blocks done it. from my house. Oh, he can okay. walk there. Oh, to the school? To the bus. Oh, okay. So then, okay, now Max goes. And then you're like, oh, wait, now we got two kids out of a class of 28. Well, and then you talk to somebody else and somebody else. And now you got four kids. And before you know it, now the class is like, whoa, we only have 16 kids. And 10 of them went to the, 10 of them went to the, um, charter school. But wait, you can't just sign up for the charter school. There's like a lottery now because so many people are interested in it. Correct. And now who's getting in? Well, oh, the, the Chesterfields are because they paid for the, you know, the library wing and the, the North L or well, whatever. Well, it's possible that that is happening. Theoretically, it is a, a random lottery. That's what they say. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, again, but the random lottery, right? And then it's like, so I, I guess I'm sort of against charter schools, I guess. I haven't done a lot of homework on this. Let's be honest, right? I just looked mm-hmm. up what really what one was. But, I mean, I've there was a, there was a, something on the ballot a few years back, I remember, right? Yeah, for Where sure. They, in, in a Massachusetts thing. They, they, they wanted to expand the number of them. 
they wanted to expand the number yeah. uh, that were allowed, and they yeah. and they held back on it. In fact, my town yeah. and the surrounding towns that the, the the bus for this charter school services sued the charter school to try to prevent it from opening. Okay, good. For all of these reasons. Right. So it's not good for the public education to be spending money to a private institution because that's what it is, right? If you're pending, if you can pay to go there, which is what some of the people do, right? Yeah. Well, no, you can't separately, but you can contribute extra money. They'll get get the public school funds. So, I I mean, I'm all in on the public schools. I, I, I even kind of... And I'm probably I'm gonna maybe offend somebody of people here that you know mm-hmm. people I know. I'm, I kind of even give like a little sideways glance to people that homeschool. My sister homeschools. Both of my <laughs> sisters homeschool. My sister homeschools, even though she lives in the town that I grew up in, so she didn't go. Now the demographics somewhat changed, and the school's not as good as it was when I was there. I guess supposedly, but I'm like, I get it, but it's so it seems so isolated and so lack of community that. That's what I'm saying. And we, and we fail. Our communities suffer because we, we, you know, we retract and we, we isolate ourselves from what's happening. Somebody's bowling upstairs, I guess. Was that thunder? What was (laughs) that? I don't know. I'm in the basement. Somebody's doing something upstairs. Um, Okay. So that's to me, I'm, I, I I mean, I hate my community. I'm kidding. But like my, (laughs) I hate all my neighbors and everything, except for my neighbors, my neighbors I like, but the other, the greater neighbor, the acting people. I, I really don't like, but um, I honestly, see, I probably wouldn't. I'd have to assume yeah. that I would hate the parents of the charter school kids equally. No, I don't think so. Why not? Do you think I'd hate because, them more? Well, if we're going to use the soccer analogy, those kids that are going to the charter schools are mm-hmm. more academically inclined or interested in yeah. their academics, so they're going to be yeah. more focused. So you're going to like them better, right? Well, I might for that reason. I'm not saying. Well, I might hate them for that reason. I don't know. I don't know. Because they might be hyper overscheduled. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I hate all those people in my town that are like, as well. yeah. yeah, we need to do the Russian school math and everything. I'm like, no, you're <laughs> breaking the math program in the public schools because your kids are advanced and breaking it for my kid who doesn't want to do the Russian, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that's an interesting argument because yeah. the whole like, listen, I'm glad you want the best for what's best for your kid. Yeah. But- it's the whole like you're you're destroying the curve. It's not it's not class. best for the community, right? Yeah, but how much of that, I, boy? Well, I, I mean, that's a, that's a super... and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna take the director. We have a suicide problem in my town because and it primarily gets blamed on. Now I don't know if the valid or not, and I don't I don't know any of the families. I don't know anybody personally, uh, but they tend to blame you know. They tend to blame they. I'm using this, you know, quotes, air quotes on this, but the royal they. They, yeah, the royal they blame it on the pressure that the kids are under in school, and the kids are under higher pressure to succeed. And I'm, I'm not blaming the kids that are going to Russian math, but the academics are so high in this town that mm-hmm. they get blamed for. The academics is what get people get blamed for. The kids can't, like, unless a kid gets into an Ivy League school, they failed, which is an absurd, absurd thing. Like their right. self worth is so tied up into academics. That if they get a B, it's like, my option is to kill myself. And you're like, what the? Like, how is that even? I don't even understand. So It's interesting because I grew up in your town. And yeah. I almost, I, not that I felt like killing myself, but uh, <laughs> on, you know, yeah, at some point, no, I probably did think about it. It probably crossed my mind for no particular reason. Uh, <laughs> well, not for no particular reason. It must have like. No, I'm not even trying to make light of it. I'm sure. Uh-huh. And, and, and it, 
in that way, I would imagine that a lot of kids have that fleeting thought. Yes. You know, are they willing to go through with it? I, don't I know. mean, I had a fleeting thought of like, but then you're like, wait, no, mm-hmm. a new what Nintendo game comes out next week or whatever, you know, <laughs> as, as kid for me, for me, that's what, it, you know, I, right. I know other kids have different challenges now and, and I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to make light of anything because it's awful, awful thing. Um, but but you're right. Academically, but, yeah. there was a lot of pressure. Everyone's like, "Where are you going to college? Yeah. Where are you going to college?" Where? In fact, so I just had my reunion, Ooh. and we had a video yearbook that somebody put together during our senior year of high school. And there was a section in the video which I already told you about. So yeah, you know, yeah. Um, there's a section in the video where they were going around filming everybody asking them what they were doing after high school, like, and you know, everyone's going like, "Oh, MIT." Harvard, you know, Bowdoin, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. A lot of them said UMass. Oh, UMass this, UMass Amherst. You know, we're in Massachusetts. UMass, yeah. never Lowell, not UMass Lowell, right? Always UMass Amherst or UMass, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Boston. I guess now it's probably always Amherst for them. Yeah. And then that was like, I think that was the only spot in the video where I, I think I was. There was probably some other cameos, but I didn't really watch the whole thing. And they caught me talking to this. I was just talking with this other girl. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to MIT or something. And, it, you know, then she turns to me. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. And, and she's like, "Say, just say UMass. And I'm like, I, don't know. I guess maybe I'll go to UMass. <laughs> but the reality of it was at the time they were asking me these questions, I had literally had no idea. I knew I actually knew I wasn't going to go to college. Uh, and I didn't. Yeah. That first year and deciding that I wasn't going to go mm. was like the biggest relief ever because I wasn't ready. I hadn't done any of the I hadn't done any of the research. I hadn't done any of the tours. I hadn't done any like real mental prep to be like, what is what do you mean? I have to finish school and then start school again. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's terrible. When I, when and, I graduated from high school, I didn't, I hadn't committed either. And, 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 and it's ridiculous, right? I had my opportunity was to go to Boston University, U, University of Maryland. I mean, these are top schools, right? Right, right, and, right. I mean, it's, it's, no, I'm not saying I hadn't yeah. committed. I hadn't applied. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I had applied, but I hadn't committed. I was very minority in that point. Oh, I but, see. Yeah. I see. You were, you were on but the I was in, But I can totally relate with you. Like, I don't want to go back to school. Like, I don't, right. I don't, and I, I didn't do great in school. I got through my freshman year easy because I had taken a lot of that classes and stuff already and sophomore year almost filled out. So I wasn't mature enough to go to college. I, I don't mm. know. I don't know the right problem. Right, so right. You should have had so a gap year. Like I, I, did. I should have had something. But. <laughs> yeah. It worked out surprisingly well. And it, it, yeah. it turns out, as people may or may not know, I ended up going to, to BU yeah. as well. Yeah. And we were in the same program. I didn't know. Yeah, right. It sounds bizarre, bizarre. but it's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not making this up. Yeah. So I was in the next year. Uh, yeah, same computer engineering program mm. and did, I, I thought did really well. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Enjoyed the classes, enjoyed the, the time. Didn't seem so bad. The only class that I really almost failed was uh, a graduate level course on lasers. Which oh, wow. Was all no, yeah. Quantum physics. And literally it was like hundred percent quantum physics from day one. They're like, okay, so just as a background, you should understand all these ridiculous yeah. theories. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know any of these things. Uh, so that was interesting. I thought just because it was called lasers, it would be a cool elective, but that <laughs> was a mistake. We didn't actually, we didn't get to play with lasers at all. It was all just Man. formulas about lasers. See, I'd really like to go back to college, but not really like to go back to college. Like, I would like to have the experience to see what I would be like at college. Like, I'd like to go to a graduate, pro- not not just like go to like hang out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take some graduate level courses. 
But then I start looking at the, like, oh, how to matriculate and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, I just, I'm bored. Like, I can't. I, I don't <laughs> have the focus to even figure. So I don't know that I do much better than I did in college. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am getting yeah. I am getting a lot better at soccer, so that's something. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> My footwork skills are improving. <laughs> My footwork are, is amazing. I am almost as good left footed as I am right footed. Well, I know. I, yeah, my left foot. I was just kicking the ball to the girl the other day on yeah. the team, and I was I like, can "Well, shoot that the lefty. ball. I can shoot the ball like full field, left footed, and get it in the net too." Like, same yeah. Lines. Hey, Kids I, are I do impressive. want to say, like, I realize some of what we're saying is a little bit like. Uh, my big problem, I went to Boston University, I couldn't decide, yeah, and then I successfully ridiculous. graduated. Like, I get it. It's a little uh, <laughs> <laughs> over the top. Like, uh, Very privileged, I know. Yes, and, privileged. And, and yeah. Admitted, I left this part out, too. Like, I only got it, I literally only got into BU, uh, not only. I wouldn't have gotten in, let's just say. Let's just say the, the acceptance barrier was widened. Uh, because my mother worked under a contract for BU. <laughs> oh. So they were more gracious, right? Yeah. If I was applying on my own merits 100%, I wouldn't have made it because in high school I didn't work very hard. And uh, I had low grades in high school. I can't say that. I did get in on my own merits. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, – it was one of those like I, – I had like perfect grades up until like through junior high and then I got to high school and I stopped. Uh. And so my SATs were – Great, yeah, because it just seemed easy, but I just never did any of the work. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I th- kind of skated through high school. I didn't do great, but yeah, I actually bumped into my report card not too long ago, and it's like, ugh. And everybody already told me like I kind of underapplied myself, and I really did. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I, you know what? If it was twenty years later, I don't think I could have gotten into BU. I look at some of the kids because we went to a career fair, you know, a right. year or two ago, and I'm like, "Whoa, you guys did well." What? They, there's some bizarre things that they don't know, like when you're talking about, oh, they know all these things that you know today. You know, it seems like they do anyway because they started out young, programming and do all this computery stuff and technology oh, yeah. stuff academically. Academically, yeah, they're way better uh, than I am. But well, but they still have to skip something. Yeah. Right. Oh, I agree. So we we took courses on whether it was social studies or other things like yeah. history. We took all these things. We spent our day doing things. I did a lot of architecture things with a pencil and pen and actually inking drawings. Like I spent a lot of my high school days in architecture class. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll never do that stuff, <laughs> or they never did. Right? Oh yeah, no, I took a shop <laughs> class in high school for the heck of it. I did. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah shop. A lot of shop classes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably more hands-on activities. Oh, no, you're, you you are absolutely right there. These kids don't know how to use a screwdriver. Right. And you're like, dude, right. it's a screwdriver. Yeah, the, <laughs> the plus sign one. Oh, come on, man. Plus like, sign. yeah. Well, I, right. I'm calling somebody because I got to get a light bulb changed. What? Mm-hmm. You know, they, there is some of that, like, just utter uselessness when it comes to life skills. <laughs> right. And it's not yeah. that they're dumb. It's that we shifted their curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. And we do it with the schools today. We Oh, we get a, you know, one less phys ed class because we need to fit in more yeah. Uh, yeah. music or something or we need to do this. And they, they, they pushed music out as well. Our school was really up in arms about this. Band classes got, because like gym is a required credit. So like, well, they have to have gym. So we can't have band during the day anymore and all these things. And everyone was really upset about it because it's just, where do you find the time? Right? Mm. I guess send them to a charter school because they have longer days. Oh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, so the, the charter school thing, uh, I don't know. I'm still not on the way. I'm more of a community thing. I think public, I love the public, community public thing. public's funds 
should go to public things and community schools. I don't think is a public, if not everybody's eligible and everybody can take advantage of it. I mean, I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's some examples where I am abusing this, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you and I'm not right. I told you yeah, cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. No, my, I showed it to my kids. We were looking at their website and stuff. And my daughter really wants to go now. What? I'm like, well, you, you can't go until sixth grade. <laughs> it's a it's a sixth grade and up school. Oh, all right. So. Yeah, you know, one other thing in, in, that I get a kick out of in my town is uh, at fourth grade, a lot of the kids take their boys out of the public schools and they send them to Concord to go to Fenn, which mm-hmm. is a top tier, you know, pub, private, private school. school. I'm like, and then one of my neighbors is they took their kids out of the public schools and they're sending them to Oak Meadow. And I'm just like, how are you doing this? Like, why are you paying an outrageous amount of state, like town taxes to send your kid to private school? When, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean, because they, they live in the town. but the, the, yeah. the private school doesn't get any of the tax money, though. No, no, I get that. But like Acton, why would you live here and pay these amount of money for real estate tax? Well, not real estate taxes per se, but inflated house values because the Acton school district has, you know, a top 10 ranked in the state. You're paying a mm-hmm. lot, you know, you're paying inflated housing prices because of the education. Why would you live here and pay, send your kid to another town to go to a private school? So you're paying out the nose for education. I, I don't know. So what do you do? Yeah. So here's the problem. So we, we, this charter school is clearly preying on, and I don't use that word lightly, the towns that probably need it the most. So they included my town and a few nearby towns that are in this on this cusp where we're not a top 10 school, tiered school in the state. Yeah. So we're lower academically. And so par- the parents who, who live here and want their children to succeed are, are caught with this dilemma like that I'm giving you. Do we stay here? Do we move to Acton, go to their public schools? Do we apply for this charter school and give our kids a leg up academically that they can't get here because we just don't have enough community funding and enough community initiative to really improve the schools? What do we do? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's really weird. It's a really... We, we sued the charter schools. That's what uh, we did you, Yeah, but you... I mean, yeah. And in in a way, that's like the right thing to do for them because mm. they're like, no, if you open, you're going to take our students and you're going to take our yeah. money and that's going to prevent us from making progress. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. I'm usually like, why are you sue? Sort it out. But, but yeah, I mean, if you have to do that, you have to get into the courts to block. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... Yeah. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> oh, really? You lost? <laughs> well, the school's open, isn't Oh, it? I don't know. I, and, I don't know. If it was another, I I don't know if it was another school that was opening after the. No, no, uh, this is the one. Weird. And our secretary of education is is big into charter schools and wants to. Yeah, I knew that. Them. Yeah, that bunch I kind of did know. So, I don't know. Here, here's another thing. Like that's a little weird, right? A lot of the, and I, these are statistics. I'm not. Uh, these are math statistics. You can look up. They're provided publicly. We have a large number of uh, Asian population that moves into Acton. And they are big consumers of the Russian school of math and secondary outside education that is attributes to the increased pressure academically. And not only that, but then those groups get segregated. This sort of, because we have the school choice, this, this happens, this like, I I don't, I don't know how you call it, like natural segregation or whatever, but those 
culture groups tend to go like we have six different um elementary schools, elementary schools and yeah. two of them one of them is a high population of indian uh families and one is a high population of chinese families that have choiced in that have choiced in yeah right not just by nature of right. their locality in the town because they choose to live together right. they're actually choosing to send their kids to school together right with their own sort of culture group and these right. so, these two groups are very and the, and and I know families that have like they this one family that my kids were friends with. They moved into town. They rented an apartment on like the edge of the edge of Boxborough. I couldn't believe how far I was driving to get to the because my daughter made friends with them and they, and they yeah like th this guy had it figured out. Like he's paying way way less, uh, you know, um, for his housing costs. He's not paying any taxes because those are getting sucked up by whoever the landlord is and his kids are going to the taking advantage of the education and I, I can't fault him for it he's doing them he's running the math and then they're in and out right they're they're here they get the, the education and they're gone they have no sort of community um mm -hmm. engagement or ownership right so i don't know it's a weird it's a different it's a definitely a different culture mix and again i'm not being racist here these are numbers that you can look up publicly like this is a thing and it's and so some of us are like sort of then 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 it becomes a problem because then you're being like resentful and then you're like and it becomes you can't talk about it and you can't say anything about it because then you are actually like sound racist even though you're like so it's that's a whole right, other so challenge i but. mean so he's gaming the system a little I, i'm in favor i'm certainly in favor yeah. of affordable housing and affordable education sure sure kind of stuff. uh and there's gonna be people to take advantage of it yeah and there's going to be people that live there and send their, at the same time send their kids to private school. So their money is going to help out the other folks. And that's where you get zoning bylaws to help uh, where people get upset about too much low-income housing. It's kind of for those reasons. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, we don't want all these so many new kids that are going to flood our schools without enough tax funding. Yeah. And that's both true and disgusting at the same time. But um, Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Cognitive dissonance again. <laughs> so I don't know what to do about uh. it. I'm gonna put some more thought into it. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna heckle the parents I know that are that are applying their kids to go there. Yeah. And make them cry a little bit about their dilemma because they they're they're you know steadfast in their belief that everything they do is for their children, their children alone. Yeah. And that's the only thing that matters. And that kind of stuff puts me off. It's like no narcissism. I, I I had a couple of this a couple of these conversations. You know, of course, related to biking as well. Yeah. And driving everywhere. Yeah. And somebody was they were like, well, we just do what's most efficient for us. And I'm like, well, of course you do. That's my point. It's not about you. It's about how you can do the most good for the most people. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the ways you can do that is by removing cars from the school ground because you're making the kids unsafe. Do they walk there? Is it better for them to walk? It's healthier? All this kind of stuff. Mm. Does it take them more time? Yes, but that's not your time. It's their time. Blah, blah, blah. So we went through this whole thing. And, you know, can they still take the bus? Sure. So it's not, you know, well, we have activities, right? So, and then of course it, it, it burnt, it broke down into the, we have activities three towns away, six minutes after school. <laughs> it's like, well, God, well, you know, at some point you just have to not do that. Right. It's like, that's, it's your choice mm. and you want to do it. And you're, you're shutting down that flexibility gap and whatever. I can't argue with about that. Cause you're not going to be able to pedal a bike. 60 miles each way every day and it's, it's not what i'm even suggesting short trips we're off topic yeah that's all right i mean i i get it um i don't yeah these are hard answers there's hard problems 
and you have, and at some point you do have to like, okay, this works best for me. Um, mm-hmm. because you, they're both answers are wrong. <laughs> I'm or both a, answers I, are right. See, this makes me sort of double down on my idea that I'm, and I just need to spend more and more time on it. He, they can go to the public school. In fact, I'd like them to spend less time in the public school. Uh, that doesn't help the community, but okay. So <laughs> whatever I can do to help the public school, the better. But when they get out of school, I'm going to be a narcissist and I'm going to help them as much as I can. And then that makes me think, well, maybe I should run some more uh, open programs for more kids that are more inclusive. You know, maybe I can run an after school program. Maybe I can run another Lego robotics thing that does include more kids and yeah, actually work hard to retain the focus of those kids who drifted off. Mm. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a dog eat dog world out yeah. there, man. They, they, this, this one parent I talked to is very much like, I will just step over your corpse to get wherever I need to go. Yeah. But remember, and, remember, remember I ran that raspberry Pi class. Remember yeah. this was, and I, I told you like the group, the kids kind of segregated themselves into their natural, like demeanor. Right. And mm-hmm. the, I had, I had like the three kids that kind of would do it. And then the like, three kids that would do it, but were goofing around while they're doing it. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. They were there for both social and to learn. Then there was like three or four kids that were super focused. And then there was like a couple of kids that were like, Oh, I will only do what you tell me to do when you tell me to do it. <laughs> and it was the, the middle demographic, the, the, the one on the end, the end group was fine. Right. That my son was in that group. And then there was the middle group. They were all like the Asian kids that are all the stereotypes, right? Like all the stereotypes. It was three Chinese kids. They got there and they did their work. And then they were like super, super studious about it. And then the other group was just, you know, the other two groups were mixed sort of demographic. And it was just girls in both groups and everything. And, and it was, but it was so stereotypical and it was so weird and it's so young for those sort of things to be happening. I couldn't. I don't know. That's what the Lego stuff was kind of like. I, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, their nationalities didn't matter, but it was very much like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And then five minutes into it, like, hey, let's play with some toys. I'm like, no, no. And meanwhile, the other kids are focused and they're literally trying to pull their attention away. Guys, guys, look at what I can do over here. I'm like, you stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, quit trying to distract them. But yeah. It's just, ugh. And I was happy that they didn't come back. And then I'm, but it's like, ah, I'm, this is shameful joy because I shouldn't be happy they didn't come back because they're missing out. And they're in my community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I know I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Well, cute. no, just kidding. We're not kidding. <laughs> That's the whole show. We got males. We in, do have males. Uh, Listen, we got. I want to read this first one because I'm glad that he wrote back. We 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 usually get some emails. Like we've gotten a couple emails. People like people ask for advice. We give advice, and they never follow up. Like what happened? Well, Larry wrote back, and he writes, "Thank you for the arm hair advice, which was compassionate, wise, and specific." Oh, very wise. Wow. Wise, compassionate, and specific. <laughs> I never get those three. Feel like I never get two of the three. I might get specific no. and like overbearing <laughs> and stupid. That's yes. what I usually get. But thank yeah. you, Larry. But full disclosure, it was my wife that really answered the question, yeah, right? Definitely. <laughs> yes. But he says, now that the weather has turned for us, and I do want to continue to give advice here, as you will see in a second. The arm hair no longer seems to be an issue. I assume sleeves covering it up, not a problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come spring, I may decide between using a trimmer and the Jolin cream bleach. I am leaning towards the trimmer, but I might try the cream bleach on myself just to see what happens. Thanks again. Two comments. <laughs> Don't, don't use, use the trimmer. trimmer. Don't use the trimmer. <laughs> no. 
Right. Yeah. And the uh, go with the bleach thing. Like my wife's like, it's not gonna burn. You shouldn't even have joked about it. It's, don't no. be. It's not gonna. My hair's not gonna fall out. So I mean, if it does come up again, try the bleach thing. And if that doesn't work, well, try it on yourself. Like you said, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Sure. Yeah, do it on yourself. Yeah. Because you know, post winter, you got no uh, tan. Oh right, so the, it's gonna stand the out dark even stuff more. Stands out wow. even more. Yeah. Great. Now he's stressed. Well done. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It was is she even I forgot is the is the daughter even thinking about this stuff or is it just him? No, his daughter was, and he was like, okay. "How do you how do you respond to this with with her? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be body positive, but you want to support her and her. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I stand by my encouragement of uh, yeah, do what you want. I mean, if it makes you feel better to to change it, then change yeah. it, but own it too. Like, definitely don't try to brush it off. Oh no, it's always been that way. Like, yeah, I'd be like, check this out. Yeah. You know? Hey, what you barely you, see yeah. it anymore. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Look how sexy. No, 13. <laughs> Young. Teenagers. Not sexy yet. Okay. Another email. 18? I mean, what are we talking about? I don't, I don't <laughs> want to know. Just ignore not, us. Forget yeah, it. No, ignore him. I didn't say anything We're sorry. Like that. All right. Jason. Andrew writes in and he says, <clears throat> hey, as both of you know, I'm coaching my daughter's soccer team. I had asked my wife if she had any interest in coaching, why she doesn't. And it came down to she has little interest and knew that I wanted to, not that she didn't feel that she could do it, just simply just did not want to. I did... Some quick look up on the internet webs, and I found that overall there has been a declining w- women coaches. Oh man, there has been a declining women coaches everywhere. Participation mix that word in there somewhere, but in particular in colleges, the number of women's sports teams have increased since 1972. I think that was Title IX thing. Maybe it was mm-hmm. after that, but uh, but also the number of male coaches for those teams. An article, if you're interested, which I'll link. NCAA stats champion. Where are the women? But as you've talked about this for three straight episodes, probably beating a dead horse. Um, I will I, I will say this. I know that Andrew's wife works in education. I She's a teacher of some sort. I don't think it's – I think – oh, I do think I know. She's a reading – like helps with a reading specialist oh, yeah. for, yeah, for elementary kids. So again, if I had to deal with kids all day, I think the last place I'd want to be is on a soccer field volunteering with kids. So I'm with you. Yeah. Um, keep up. But that's not the point. I, that's okay. Great. We get, we got one answer. I like it. Yeah. But again, we need we need to average it out with all the other answers. I'm, yes. And I I will have to read this NCAA article. I'm a little surprised to see because again I thought like paid, which one comment we didn't make last week was that we're the suckers since the women will only do it if they get paid. Um, mm-hmm. We're the idiots. <laughs> we're the idiots <laughs> yeah, because we'll sure. do it for free. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so that that surprised me that the women sports like professional because they're getting paid in, in college sports um, would be have which declined. part I, I yeah. zoned out. What were they doing better? No, the the mm-hmm. number of women. So there's more women sports teams at the coll- collegiate level, but there's less women coaches. Like the number of women sports teams uh, has increased, but the number of women uh, coaches has decreased. Decreased. Well, decreased. I think that's because of Title Nine. What? The, no, I think that's the incre- I would have expected the number of women sports team increasing would have the same with the number of coaches would increase, right? Because a lot oh, of yeah. co- a lot of like people that play sports at a high level and a lot of women sports team, the highest level is collegiate mm-hmm. level. Uh, they tend to go in, they continue to like the sport and continue to want to be a part of mm-hmm. the sport. So they would continue to, I would have think based on title nine, the number of women coaches would increase, but this is saying the opposite. I don't know. So why that's even a different question. They're not even, they're getting paid and they're still not doing it. Yeah. Well, also they're getting paid. Right. But to Michael, you know, Michael's screaming at us. Through the computer. Wait, wait, well, that no, wasn't Michael. This was Andrew. Michael. No, I know. Michael also wrote to- in. 
Michael's point from before from last week. Yes, is that you know they're doing other stuff, right? Yeah. But part of my part of my uh, inquisition here is why is there a split? What is what is it? And I could expand the question to say what is it that the men aren't doing that they could be doing that the women are doing? Mm-hmm. Where's the split? And I could you know make more stereotypes and guess, but the, what I see is that they're not coaching the sports. And what are they doing? He was saying academics. And I, I sort of had took some issue with that because I don't see there being a big split there at least because I, I do both. <laughs> I coach the sports and handle the <laughs> academics. We kind of do it 50-50. Uh, except you didn't know uh, about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? You didn't know about <laughs> the spelling test. The flash Oh, no, the, the capital <laughs> We don't have to talk about that on okay. the show. <laughs> no, the capital test. You didn't know about the capital test. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Neither, that neither was a she. one-off. We're going to go with um, okay, so Michael writes in again, and he he prefaces uh, he's he's got a kind of a longer email, so I'm going to skip to sort of the middle. But he prefaced also the email, saying that um, I didn't. Uh, I'll read it. in a perfect demonstration of why I don't write in much. Jason, you responded to my previous messages. If I'd already listened to an episode that hadn't been released yet when I sent it, even with the usual schedule, I'm reading really fast. When an episode <laughs> is released on Friday evening because of parents, but okay, basically he hadn't listened to the most recent podcast where I kind of backed that's a, and that's what we assume. And, yeah. I, and I said as much. Now I also want to say to Michael specifically because when he writes in, we're kind of like uh, we take some liberties with him, and um, <laughs> and and but I also want to say that. I want people to realize that because there's another neighbor I talked about a couple weeks back who I don't think listens to the show, but if they do, I'm hoping they, and also we lost a couple weeks ago, another guy, but we do take some liberties here about what we say. Um, was it creative license quote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, poetic license. yeah. Poetic license, creative license. Uh, I, I think I like to use the, like, I don't do any prep for the show. Right. And I like to use our real life experiences. Like when my neighbor's friend comes over every day, like how do that's a real life problem. I think my wife was a little bit like, ah, you shouldn't have talked about that on the show. I'm like, that's a real life problem that not only us are facing. Right. I'm certain I've offended many people. And I, yeah, well, fine. But we talk about it a little like more than we, like we make it up to be a bigger problem than maybe it really Mm -hmm. is just to sort of, um, you know, uh, define or maybe, you know, yeah. you, you make the edges a little clearer and you crisp. It's nice it to be, it's nice to be truthful. Yeah. But it, right. It's like, can I, can I stray with an example yeah. here? This whole charter school thing started. My wife was telling me some, Oh, so-and-so said so-and-so is so-and-so is doing this. And I'm like, good Lord, I, I can't deal with this. So I just texted them immediately. Like I'm hearing all this gossip from my wife that this is happening. Is this true? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's true. I don't, you know, what what is this? Why would I chat with you about somebody saying something about somebody about somebody saying something? That is ridiculously insane. So I went right to the source. I'm like, are you, are you applying for your kid to go to this charter school? They're like, absolutely. Okay, well, that's interesting. I'll go read about it. And that's how it went down. So we're talking. You're talking about real life things yeah. that happen. I, I don't have time to waste. I'm too old for this. Like, let's just wait and see. Let's chit chat. Let's speculate. Let's you know talk about them behind yeah, their back. Right. Okay. I mean, we are kind of talking about that behind their back, I guess. But except we publicize it, like so. <laughs> except they could listen, and, yeah. and take offense, and then. All right. And the okay. But also, yeah, like, I don't think. But again, it's a real life situation that's presented itself. So I'm sure we're not the only ones. We're, we're trying to provide a community service here, right? This is all about community. <laughs> all right. This <laughs> is a larger community. Yeah. Yeah. So um, global. It's also funny that he says um, that. 
I won't be offended if you don't want to read the email because you've talked about this on the show for the last three weeks and you're going to continue beating a dead horse. So both him and Andrew used the same, um, what's it called? Metaphor for the beating of the dead horse and talking, uh, continue to talk about, but, uh, I, I, listen, we, every email I've ever gotten, I've read on the air. So I'm going to read this one too. And he says, I took a few minutes to do some research and I have a small amount of data to share on the subject of volunteers. Number one, in the U.S., according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and there's a link here, women outnumber men and volunteers by a wide margin, 36,000 to 26,000 in 2015. At first, I suspected the cause of this was likely the more married women, particularly mothers, were not employed than married men, but the statistics... The statistics in a cage. <laughs> also, yeah, statistics also show that those who were unemployed and not in the labor force had significantly lower rates of volunteering than those with full and part-time jobs. <sighs> Again, I think we agreed with this. Um, no, I like this. It's good. We, yeah. Remember you said we don't do research for the show. No, that's your job, listeners. He's Michael's doing it, and it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I think, we, but we agreed with this, right? We said that women do more volunteering. It's just not in sports, and we don't know why they're the. Why is there a difference, right? Well, I guess that's obvious. What? Oh, because they're tired no. from doing all the other volunteering. No, oh. no, they're what? doing something more noble. What? The other volunteering. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, sports is just okay. sports. Okay. <laughs> yes. I said they're tired from all the other volunteering. You said no. Okay. So they're not yeah, tired I, from it, I, but I they're, mean, they're no, that's not yeah, what, yeah, why okay. they're just, they're just, yes, they're, they're busy. Mm-hmm. It, well, it could be, they're tired from all the other volunteering, but they're trading it for the other. Yes. Right. Because it's much more worthwhile. Whereas, you know, playing is just playing. Uh, see, I, I want to disagree with this. Like, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that maybe is their thought process. I, I'm 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 going to lean back towards the confidence gap on this. I think it's easier to volunteer say? at a like at a soup kitchen versus uh or okay. or at a PTO or at a children's classroom. I didn't read the article right. Um, I think those things don't you don't need a skill set. You're just there to kind of whoa, <laughs> wow. There goes the other half of our listeners. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? No. If you're going to go you sit don't need, the, You don't let me you finish don't need my a sentence. You skill set to be on the PTO. If I you're chaperoning, it. you're doing... <laughs> what? You don't need... <laughs> it is all these people that are putting their time out there to do all this work. You just told them they don't have any skills. Hey, listen, I'm on my PTO also, my PTO board. I'm volunteer coordinator. <laughs> don't take anybody. You think I know anything about volunteering coordinators? Co- coordinating volunteers? All right. right. Well, continue. My I point is that it's not as specialized as skill set. Volunteering in your child's classroom when you're just like the secondary, prim- you're not the primary, but volunteering as a coach, you're the primary, right? So uh-huh. I don't mean to say that there's not a skill set involved. Of course, there is depending on the volunteering. Um, but That's true. There's yeah. a lot of like, I would be the assistant coach. You know? Yeah. And Yes. Okay. Uh, number two, the first article I found on sports fan demographics claims that the percentage of sports fans in the U.S. who are women varies slightly by sport from 30 to 37 percent. The 37 percent was NASCAR. The highest, See? the next highest was the NFL at 35. Wow. So you saying sports fans? The number one women's sports fan, like the the highest sport that has the number, the sport that has the highest percentage of women that are fans is NASCAR. Wow. Wow. Thanks again for this research. <laughs> and, okay, but fans isn't the same as volunteers. Well, I, yeah, you didn't finish. And uh, the next highest was the NFL. So if we consider sports that kids can participate in, I think it would be fair to claim that 33% of fans are female. What? 
What? I don't understand. Oh, 30, because he said 37. Okay, this is an interesting point, though. Oh, see, I don't get if it. If they're not fans of sports in the first place. Oh. All right, so go on. Is there any more? No. Not, well, there's that's point two. There's point three and then, yeah, point three. Yeah, so it's fair to say, what was the last sentence? It's fair to say that 33% of sports fans are female in general. Hmm. So I think he's going to elaborate and say we should expect no more than one-third of the coaches. But go on. Okay. Oh, yeah, he does. He says, okay. So point three, which I think is really point two. Maybe Remember when I said I was a genius? Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also found an article in The Atlantic from last year. Those articles are long. Good for you, Michael, for reading through the whole thing. Um, I find them valuable, but so long. All right. According to a survey conducted by the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, the SNFI, by the way, FIA, making that up. Okay, that's me. One of the few (laughs) national organizations that carries out research on youth sports, only 27% of the more than 6.5 million adults who coach youth sports team up to age 14 are women. Scarce data of any kind is collected on coaches, but a 2014 report on high school coaches in Minnesota found a similar discrepancy. Across the state, 21% of high school head coaches and 28% of assistant coaches were women. The same study found that, wow, there's a lot of numbers here, 42% of girls teams, 2% of boys teams, and 21% of co-ed teams were headed by women. 42% of girls teams. That's, um, um, that's a lot. That seems like a that's lot. That's not my experience. Not my experience. But, yes. but okay. As for assistant coaches, the numbers were similarly small, except that all boys teams had no female assistant coaches at all. I would understand that. All that would of agree them? with it. Yeah. Everywhere? Well, well, of the numbers that were of the survey, the survey set here. Okay. Enormous numbers of children experience this imbalance in athletic role models. The Aspen Institute's project, project play. Wow. Surmises that this is all a quote from the Atlantic article, which I'll link in the show notes. <clears throat> that up to fifty-seven percent of kids aged six to twelve play team sports annually, even if it's just one season a year. Okay, so then he 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 picks it up. He picks the thread up here. Dot dot dot. So if we put these last two pieces of data together, there does seem to be a discrepancy in the U.S. between women's apparent interest in sports, thirty-three percent, and the percentage of kids sports coaches who are women, twenty-seven percent. But it's nowhere near as extreme as it appears to be if we ignore the rather obvious fact that people are unlikely to do something they have no interest in, especially when there are other people who do have that interest and a willingness to do it. Uh, Uh, He snuck that willingness in there, which I don't appreciate. I don't approve of. You know, you know where it breaks down for me. Yeah, is did did he did I miss the statistic on the participants? So he went through the fans that there's uh yeah women are thirty percent whatever on average fans of sports, but what about participation? So if you have because he did because he essentially was saying of among girls teams the the coaches was like forty seven percent which seems high I mean that's yeah. almost fifty right it's really close to fifty. So hmm. what I'm asking is if they're participating in the sports. But then they don't end up going on to volunteer. Maybe this is just a generational thing and we've missed it. Maybe it's going to catch up. Uh, maybe we're not deep enough into it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it could be. It could be. I, I, I mean, we're correcting some other things. More like maybe the fan base is increasing. Like maybe 20 years ago, if you had said, yeah, you know, what percentage of women are fans of sports? Maybe it was 20, yeah. right? So then they're children have gone i'm totally speculating this is not from any statistical institute of any kind 
except for my brain. You know, so then their children participate in more sports, become more interested, grow up, become bigger fans of sports, volunteer more for sports. And those things carry, carry forward. Uh, so it's, it's possible. It's interesting numbers. So I see where he's, uh, you know, shooting at some targets here. We got two more sentences here. The confidence gap in gender might explain the part of the difference between the 27 and 33%, but it's preposterous to claim that explains the difference between 27 and 50%. I will disagree with that. I mean, well, what if, does? if the confidence gap can, can provide 6%, why can't it provide 23%? Like and and the interest and willingness. Where does interest interest and willingness might be a confidence thing, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Right. So if you're telling me that sixty percent of of kids is or sixty percent of sports are played by boys or whatever it is, sixty five percent, then it should mirror that, right? I don't understand. But he says, P.S. When I mentioned the idea of men volunteering at greater rates than women to my grade six son, he reacted as though someone had claimed that sun orbits the moon. He sees a lot, a lot of volunteers at school and not a single one of them is a man. Well, shame on you, Michael. You should be in that school you reading be. to your children, <laughs> helping at the Halloween party. No, I mean, um, I don't, yeah, I mean, of course, right? I don't think any I mean, one like of us. like when my is, kids yeah. swear at the cars going by. We all brainwash our kids to think different ways. Of course. <laughs> so he's he's his yeah. Michael's children are probably very very much aware of yeah. gender biases and uh, you know they're they're teaching them well. Uh, does he see no male volunteers in school? But yes, we went over that. So what yeah. I'd like to see those statistics. Man, this is interesting stuff. Why do the dudes yeah. not volunteer in yeah. school? Is it be, is it because they're at work? And that's that's super sexist, right? But well, no, I don't think so because his statistics said yeah. this. He, he did it. It was one of the. I don't. Th- I mean, if you look at numbers, more men work than women, right? So, more less men have a chance to go to the schools now. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just looking at numbers again, not being sexist or racist or whatever. Mm. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't race? know. You were that was earlier with the. Asians, I know, though. I know, I know. That was a throwback. That was a callback to that. Uh, mm. Huh. This is interesting. It is oh, interesting. Thanks, uh, yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Thank that. you, Michael, for 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 soliciting your. Uh, I have so much more stuff you, to cover. Yeah, your spouses, or well, Michael, especially for doing this research, and Andrew for soliciting your spouse, and for writing in. If you want to write in and solicit your spouse, it's dads dadsbeingdads dot com, and I will read you your mail on the on the air. <sighs> I want to think about this some more. <laughs> I want to. I, I still, you know what? In the end, I still want it. I still want it better. I want my daughter to see more coaching. That's what I want. Uh, yeah see more women coaching yeah 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 i'm sorry yeah should have been clear on that more coaching in general is good but as well. but you know what you know what I, I am a little biased and i am a little sexist here because i didn't say i want my son to see more men in the school huh uh well you also just don't you're not in the school so it doesn't it's not right in your well face. i know there's only two male teachers in the school the principal is male and there's two teachers it's true it does always. It feel, always feels a little creepy when the when there's a male teacher, though, isn't it? And that's a bias. That's an unconscious bias. But yeah. I'm making it conscious. It's not unconscious. When you meet when you meet a male teacher, maybe yeah. it's just me. In my first, my first, the first one of the first thoughts in my head, in, in the back of my mind, is always like, you know, what's going on? What's up with this dude? Right? Yeah. And, mm. and <laughs> no, but, fantastic but, teacher. but but yeah, but if I think back to my education, 
And some of the teachers that stood out to me were the men. Yeah. Some of the best ones were the dudes. Yeah. yeah, Because I connected a little differently, I would say. I would connect differently with them. Maybe they were a little more engaged because it it, it was that, it was that same, it was the opposite effect where like, you know, I said the women's soccer coaches that I know are the best coaches Yeah, because they're just, they're so much more interested in doing it. Maybe the opposite thing happens in the school where the male teachers. I think you you glossed over it. Say it again. But yeah. (laughs) I just, I'm saying it now. I know. Go, I know. Preach it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just a hypothesis. Maybe the men teachers are so much more engaged because they're going out on a limb. Right. It's It's, it's not their field. Right. They should be half-assing soccer coaching and not whole-assing teaching. It's the (laughs) the natural. (laughs) What? Oh, the women. You mean? No, the the men. Why should they be? Oh, their their natural position would be to be a half-ass soccer coach for the men. But. That's what I'm saying. Just that they, they have a tendency. Oh. The, the way, what I'm suggesting here is that they fall into the position of least effort and worst quality somehow. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a bad stipulation. It was, I missed it. Yeah. It's off the yeah. It's okay. I mean, but I think maybe you're right. I just, but that's, again, if I, if I think back at my education, I'm thinking, of, you know, Mr. Cavanaugh and Mr. Mozart, um, Oh, mm-hmm. that's Eckert and Mr. Uh, Morosco. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah, guys, I remember North. them. Yeah, I remember their names. I mean, I remember a lot of female teachers' names too, but maybe because I let them down. But um, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm sorry about my senior project, so Mrs. Minor. I, I mailed that thing in. I was done. I was on my way yeah. to, but I, I, I um, yeah, man, I, that's why I, that's why I still think we need more female coaches, right? Volunteer coaches because they stand out. Well, I think maybe. We should try to we should try to fix it in both directions mm. somehow. And when my daughter had a female coach for her soccer for her club soccer, man, I was thrilled. She was awesome, and she could just. And my daughter, I think, really related to her and really got into the fact that she had another girl woman coaching. The Boston Breakers folded, and there's no more women coaches around. But um, man, I don't know what to do. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what, how to fix this or what, but. This gender stuff sort of, it's really pretty interesting. We're way over. No, we're not. Keep recruiting, I guess. Yeah. Listen, God, all I can do is if you're a woman out there and encourage you, maybe skip the Halloween party. Send the juice boxes in, backpack mail them, and go volunteer as a, a soccer coach or something. Basketball well, coach. Ho- what Halloween party? Well, I mean, my wife, the, the, my kids have a Halloween party in school, and my wife goes and helps out at those things. Oh, so. yeah. She's room parent, always room parent, right? My wife is very active in school. Now, again, she's spo- we're spoiled. She doesn't have to work, and I know so she has more time for all that stuff. Yeah, I get it all. I get it all. Don't don't think I'm not acknowledging. I'm just blushing over and and not grateful for my uh, station. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. And I don't. Hmm. My wife's great at a lot of things. I don't know that she would be the best like coach. <laughs> soccer coach so <laughs> no, no my much. my another neighbor she's a basketball coach and she does it and she volunteers and she runs different programs so she's good um you know i don't know huh it's interesting what else you got want me to cue the music it's late i can save it let's save save what the stuff for next week oh, i already said it it's we're done Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. 
Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us. <laughs>